Welcome to a new episode of the Speak the Language podcast. This is going to be your presidential 2020 election special. Yes. <laughs> You're here with Lake Pickell and Jordan Blessell. <laughs> We're going to give y'all play-by-play on this mess. We're going to pick this apart top to bottom. Uh, we have been up all night studying this deep analytical research, and we know exactly what's going to happen we don't know anything that's going to happen. I don't think anybody does. I don't want to talk about the uh, election at all, actually. Yeah. I you mean, good with that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, we're going to be hearing about it for now, like we have been, and for a few more months, I think. I will say this before we get into the meat of this podcast, um, and we touched on this before. This has been an absolute crazy year. Uh, I think everyone can agree with that. Yeah. So... I mean, it's almost like it, it's almost like not much of a surprise that the that it's all going this haywire. Yeah, I don't think so. It's like uh, it's almost to be expected at this point. I tell you one thing though, if they would have let Chick Fil A handle all the votes, they would <laughs> got it done and been done by now. <laughs> yeah, Brad thought I was crazy because if we're y'all that are listening, we're up here at the camp. Um, planning on getting hunting this afternoon but uh yeah we were up at the camp last night and i as i normally do uh, i tried to stay up as late as i could thinking you know like thinking they'd call the thing last night which i know everyone was like this is going to get drug out and i should have known that but i couldn't help it i was on the couch all night watching that i thing. was the same way I, I fell asleep at some point like one or two o'clock this morning and woke back up i was like did i miss it yeah and then i turned tv on i was like I didn't miss anything. I got woke up <laughs> this morning. Brad came in, and Brad was like, you fell asleep on the couch. I was like, yeah, I did. And I looked at the t- same thing. I looked at the TV. I was like, well, nothing has happened. We're still I th- the same. The results were the exact same when I fell asleep. Yeah. Still up in the air. So um, I guess if I could offer any words of encouragement, no matter what happens, I think we'll all be okay, you know? And, I hope. And, like, there's a lot of people that, look at this 2020 year and like man i just want this year behind me <laughs> so look at it this way we're in november we've got december and then 2021 baby nowhere to go but up it's gonna magically change the stroke of midnight on the 31st that's what i think it all go it all goes away 2021 come on baby it's like the longest year recorded in history it feels like but yeah. So, yeah, when you're here in this podcast, rest assured, other than a few jokes, we will not be talking about the election because, let's be honest, y'all probably don't, y'all probably want to listen to something else. Probably why they're listening to this, to get them off of everything else that everybody else is talking about. Yep. Yep. So, this is, today is Wednesday, and I uh, apologize, like, again, I know this is a... the podcast, like the podcast, is supposed to come out on Monday. We got to get back on a schedule. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, apologies uh, to everyone that has inboxed us asking where the podcast is. Here it is. It's two days late. I can. Uh, we're going to get back on Mondays. I promise you. Um, so, into- well, we, what we got to do this week is do one like Saturday or Sunday because we're going to be traveling on Monday. That is just a terrific segue yeah for the meat of the podcast we I thought about this long and hard long 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 thinking times going into this that's a heck of a segue we will be traveling on monday yeah 
Where will we be traveling to, Jordan? The Midwest. The Midwest. Uh, Brad and I drew Kansas archery whitetail tags. So let's go back to 2020, <laughs> the year that it's been for a second. Now, you know where I'm going with this. Because I said Brad and I. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Um, so if y'all remember, we went to Kansas last year. Brad and Jordan also drew Kansas tags then. And, uh, you know, the day opened this year, 2020, when was it? Like May? Or when did it open? When you were supposed to put in for a draw? It's in April. In April. Jordan's like, hey, the 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 time, you know, the Kansas draws open up today. You want to put in the first day, this, that, and the other. So me and Brad and Jordan all put in at the same time, virtually the same time. Brad put in after you did. Brad, okay, that makes it even better. Um <laughs> Brad put in later than me. And what is it like? I think Kansas, like, draw success rate, especially if you put in that early, is like 88% success The zone we're in is pretty, I mean, like, I, I, I don't – you don't ever hear about anybody not getting drawn. Yeah. So, everybody, you know, I, I, I put in my stuff. I'm like, great, awesome. Kansas archery tag, that's great. I'm fired up. It's thinking it's a sure thing. <laughs> so, Jordan texts me. He's like, hey, man, draw results come in today. I'm like, sweet. Hop on my computer, check my email. I see an email from the Kansas Department of Wildlife. I think that's what they call it, or Natural Resources. I can't remember. And I'm like, sweet, click on it. Mr. Pickle, we inform you that your draw results are unsuccessful. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where that <laughs> That's how that story ends. Been trying to draw a tag up there for like three years. <laughs> Finally got a chance to put in for it and nothing. <laughs> the... Uh, I didn't draw a Kansas tag, and I forgot to put in for my Iowa preference point before the cutoff date. Yeah, you're uh, two years behind now on getting Iowa tags. Just a, just a banner year. I draw next year. Of course you do. 100% chance of draw. Because uh, I got five points. I'll have five next year. I've got four right now. Probably could have drawn this year. Just when when is it? You're supposed to put in like in May? Yeah. May was a bad month for me. <laughs> it was a bad month. So yeah, um, but like 2020. Next, next year, I will not put in for Kansas. That way, you'll have a better odds. I just don't even know. I mean, I understand how it works. It's still a chance involved. But I was like, put in on the same day, 88 percent success rate. I didn't even think it was a question. I was just like waiting on my email. I know. And you told me, I was like, Are you what? Jordan, you ain't serious. You thought I'd put my? I sent you a screenshot of the email. I was like, You're reading it wrong. Like, no, man. It says I don't have a tag. <laughs> Like you know, you're you don't get it. Yeah. You can get a doe tag over the counter, I think. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. You and Brad go up there, shoot two bucks. I'm like, now I'm going doe hunting. <laughs> <laughs> and a turkey tag. A fall turkey tag. Yeah. So yeah, despite all that, I still get to go to Kansas. So I get to watch the rut action because that's what the Midwest is known for—that heavy, heavy rut action. Now, we experienced it last year. I mean, towards the end of the trip. And then uh, this year, we backed it up a week. So, we're actually going a week later. Like, last year, we were there right now. Mm -hmm. So, we, uh, I think I shot that book uh, on, like, the 4th or 5th or November. And we came back home, like, on the 8th. Yeah. So, uh, we backed it up to leaving, like, on the, I don't, whatever Monday is. I think it is the, the ninth. 8th or 9th. Yeah. So, we should, I mean, long as the water don't rise and mama calls home we uh we should see some rutting bucks yeah and that's what i'm looking forward to you know like i, I would 
I mean, you always hope for a good trip, right? But, like, I mean, like last year was good. But, like you said, we really didn't see a whole lot of truly rut activity till like, starting the second to last day. The, mor- the morning before I killed, which would have been, like, on the 4th or 5th, as we saw, like, eight bucks chasing that day. And that was the first, like, sure enough, rutting yeah. we'd seen. And I killed the next morning on the buck. I rattled up the first morning. Yeah. So. So, and, and that's. Y'all, uh, y'all saw that last couple of days had some bucks checking those and kind of chasing them a little bit yeah if y'all remember because we talked about going to kansas last year on the podcast and we told y'all about a stand that we called chucky e. cheese and probably going to be hanging out in chucky e. cheese again if i had to venture because like i said that's what we saw when, when me and brad were hunting together that's where we saw the majority of the action it just we just didn't get the right we didn't get the stars didn't line up not didn't have the right deer walk by yeah yeah that's what happened had a bunch of deer walk by just not the right one yeah i mean like i said we had a bunch of like uh had a bunch of young bucks chasing does and what i you know you always or i do this anyway especially when you hang a new stand you get up there and i start picturing like how i want to hunt to unfold yeah and so just a refresher of how chucky cheese sets up we're sitting on the edge of a creek and this draw runs and then straight to the north um sitting on a cut bean field and then on the edge of that cut bean field there's some thick thick is that crp that's just grasslands but but it's good bedding stuff yeah 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 and so i was just thinking you know you get up there literally the stands on the edge of this big steep creek that big thick bed right there on the edge of those cut beans i'm like man you crack the rattling horns together and you'll be looking all of a sudden on the edge of that thick grass you're gonna see a buck you expect one to come out of there for sure and he's gonna he's gonna hop over come into that bean field and he's gonna come and look for where that rattling was and then you stick him yeah and that did happen one time but it was like a two-year-old deer (laughs) well he's three this year and i couldn't talk brad into shooting (laughs) i tried like he's there man pop him this is the hunt he's bigger this year if you call the same buck if i can talk brad into shooting him that's my that's my job this whole upcoming week's brand that one shoot that one let him have it give it to him give it to him so jordan as you prepare yourself for this upcoming archery hunt in kansas what what are you thinking about well <laughs> honestly i've had a busy week like we got new bows in this week mm-hmm preparing for the upcoming release here in a couple of weeks matthews and mm-hmm. i've been getting it set up and ready to go so i just finished sighting this sucker in like 30 minutes ago yeah but it's shooting really good so mm-hmm. that was step one was to get a bow ready you want your bow shooting good that is correct step two i went in my closet this morning and i dug out my bow vest yeah because mine that had all of my stuff in it to archery hunt when we were elk hunting it's still on the mountain somewhere because will primo's lost it yes we, it fell out of will's pack somewhere up there we tried to retrack our track and could not find it so i had to get a new release new range finder uh all my screw in bow holders and stuff had to get all kinds of i had to start from scratch pretty much yeah on my on my bow vest so i dug it out this morning started putting stuff in it i'm sure i'll add to it as the week goes by yeah and uh found my buck roar two this morning and my can mm-hmm. those are necessities when you're going to uh, the midwest this time of year absolute necessities and taking my rattling horns mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that is what i've been doing to prepare myself so far prepare thyself 
for the hunt because you always especially like you know how you do your when you start hunting the first of the year i call it knocking the cobwebs off because yeah. like man i gotta knock the rust off i ain't done this in a while because like last week me and you hunted together for the first time all year neither one of us has crew and hook <laughs> and i was like i don't know what i'm forgetting yet but i know i'm not gonna have everything that i need and i ended up i was hanging my bow off of like your gopro hanger yeah i got a screw in i got a bow hanger now though so I'm, I'm more i'm more ready for action but yeah me and jordan neither of us had anything to hang something for a tree which is important to say the least yeah i'm looking up the weather right now for kansas yeah is it gonna be cold let's see here it's in the 70s up there the rest of the week and uh monday it's gonna be a high 71 tuesday high 40 mm. wednesday high 50 thursday high 50 friday high 50 saturday high 54 and it's gonna be in the 20s and 30s every night that ain't too shabby and the whole this whole week is in the 70s and 50s that ain't bad well, that's uh we're move, we're going up there as the weather's changing and the first day we hunt's the day after front comes through that's not bad at all that's uh good news that is good news so it's gonna be good weather looks like it's sunshine just about every day and 50 degrees because you remember that it has been like three years ago when we went to illinois about this time of year and it was like 80 degrees yeah that, that afternoon i shot that buck it was like i was wearing short sleeves i remember it right. was a real bummer yeah the weather was it got hotter as the week went on i think that was that's three years ago today or yesterday yeah i mean i knew it was because you know how like snapchat will remind you like if you save memories it'll show you when stuff was a year ago or yeah. like on that day so i clicked on it and it was like on this day three years ago and it was a picture of you holding that saint bernard dog you oh, remember yeah. that giant saint bernard yeah at the farmer's house uh-huh yeah so i was like oh three years ago today but that was less good weather yep so uh it's that time of year i've been people are killing deer left and right in the midwest right now have you seen tommy nails his guys are doing really good yeah tommy killed a really good deer like two weeks ago too mm -hmm. and uh a cool thing about tommy he uh he's just as big as hunter as anybody that uh that wants to go up there hunting so he really takes it serious you know and them guys come in there and roll up and all yeah. the stands are set up to kill in and you're not really watching you're in spots you're going to get opportunity yeah the thing that fires me most up and this is obvious this is the obvious one the thing that fires me most up about next week is everyone you know if you're a archery bow hunter or, or if an archery bow hunter that's a little bit redundant i would hope they're a bow hunter if they're an archery yeah. hunter if they're a deer hunter that's what i meant to say then you know you like deer hunting f for the whole season but everyone wants the rut you know what i mean i mean that's like that is the peak that's the ultimate that's what everyone talks about everyone's man the rut the rut the rut well what i'm wanting next week is i'm wanting to like which everyone hopes for this but i want some like some calling hunts man i want i want brad to grunt and can and a buck come into the tree looking for a doe yeah. and it, i experienced that last year i think i ended up calling up like 10 different bucks you grunted that one in that you killed didn't you yeah i mean but i was like heavy like that was the whole reason i was in that tree trying to call up a deer so i was calling like every five to ten minutes like yeah. i was heavy on it and it worked you mean i called up like one out of every 15 times i tried yeah that's what the the biggest i don't even, i don't know if you call, i mean it's not necessarily a mistake but it's underutilizing your tools mm -hmm. is i don't a lot of people think they're afraid to call too much or that's what they think they're gonna do yeah 
And so you'll have someone and they'll call like every hour or they may call one time, but they may not call at all because they're afraid they're going to spook something. You know yep. what I mean? I mean, like the uh, the deer I ended up shooting last year, I mean, we saw him like, I don't know, three or four times over the course of like two or three days. And I called him up. The first time I ever saw him, I had blind rattled and he came busting out of the timber running right at us. Hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm finna kill one. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, he circled down wind, and uh, like the wind wasn't good for the direction he came from anyway. But uh, he ran off because he smelt us. Like he got to like 65 yards. I didn't want to shoot at him that far. I'm not that good. But yeah. uh, he ran off. And uh, the next morning, Troy and I got in a stand that was where he came out of the woods at, where he was. It's a creek bottom, and we were kind of off of it the morning I called him. But yeah. we went and got on that creek bottom. And uh, man it was we've been sitting there like 15 20 minutes we just got everything set up and letting the woods kind of die down and i said troy i'm gonna call here in probably 15 20 minutes and he's like hi yeah yeah no well, any i looked up to where we were the day before yeah and that buck was going down that fence line it's probably two three hundred yards <laughs> and if i hadn't looked when i did he'd been gone like that's how fast he was moving my yeah. point is with this is those deer that time of year they're traveling so far and they're really not spending a whole lot of time in one certain spot yeah and uh i mean within five minutes like a buck like that one he can cover three or four hundred yards just walking you yeah. know and that's a that's a difference in him being able to hear you or not yeah so if you're if you're not consistent in my opinion at calling like at least like i do it like every five to ten minutes like at least grunting you know mm -hmm. not maybe not rattling i might do that every 15 or 20 because it's a whole lot louder but uh, the grunting part, like, in my opinion, you can't do too much of it when they're in that seeking phase. Yeah. Well, because that's what, I mean, I tell guys, I'm like, think about it. You've heard, I'm sure everyone's heard this before, like, man, he was, you know, we saw him, had pictures of him in the early season. Look how much weight he's lost, yeah. you know, during the rut. You know, are they, you're running trail cameras and you always say during the rut, you always have these new bucks pop up. Yeah. That's because they're moving a lot yeah. covering a lot of ground unless they got a doe pinned down you know like you said when they're cruising and looking i mean they are they ain't spending time in one area they're out and about and moving looking for does and so the whole concept of you calling every five minutes every 10 minutes whatever it's not like you're calling to a buck that's sitting there hearing you and he's hearing you grunt every five minutes i mean that may happen but you're doing that for what you're talking about there's bucks moving through that yep. you don't see and you don't know when they're going to be within earshot especially in those areas in the midwest like i mean there is big timber blocks but they're they're a lot more sparse than they are here yeah especially like in kansas where we hunt at i mean like we're over at chuck e cheese for for instance i mean you got a, cr a creek draw that runs for 10 miles through there mm-hmm and that's pretty much it. That's where your deer are going to be staying most of the time. Mm -hmm. And How I mean, they're going to be traveling, too. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if you're not consistently calling, you could have deer come by you at 100 yards on the other side of that creek, and he never know you're there, and you never know he's there. But if you do happen to grunt or whatever at the right time, just blind calling, he may hear it and say, hmm, I'm going to go over and see what's happening. Yeah. And if he don't see anything, he goes on about his business, you know? Yeah. That's, like, that's what they're doing that time of year. They are looking for a receptive doe. Yeah, and you're not going to spook them unless you have a deer, you know, like we're talking about, unless you're in just a bad setup. If you're in wide open woods and a, and a buck's 80 yards away and he can see everything behind you and you go to grunting, then, yeah, he's probably going to think something's up with this. Yeah, but, but even that, like, if, you, if you are in a bad setup, 
it's worth trying yeah like he may not come but he definitely ain't coming if you don't try mm-hmm. something you know if it's one of those scenarios well and there's there's things you can still do to your advantage you know i mean i've seen we all do it but it, it's stuff that you don't think that you can tend to forget in the moment like if you don't have all the cards in your favor as far as a calling set up you can i would not want to be grunting when the deer's standing there dead still just looking my direction yeah you, i always let their head turn away or, or go behind a tree yeah or something i think i was i was hunting this is going way way back it's like 2012 i was hunting with aaron warbritton and honestly like it's at that point you know growing up in central mississippi i hadn't done a whole lot of calling in deer yeah we're in southeast iowa and there's a buck and he like aaron waited because he was walking across open he'd come out into this draw headed to a bean field aaron waited till he said i'm gonna wait till he gets behind this cedar tree and he went behind that cedar tree as soon as he went behind that cedar tree aaron just he come up behind that cedar tree he looked turned and here he came yeah you know and and he may you know because our setup was pretty good it may have worked just as well if he had grown into him in the open but it's about trying to pique their curiosity yeah and uh, like the deer i ended up shooting last year the morning i killed him where we were set up to paint a picture of our setup there there's a big bluff to our right like big bluff like mm-hmm. it drops off like 80 feet and uh there's a creek right at the base of that bluff but where our stand is is on this side of the creek away from the bluff hoping to pinch those deer traveling that creek between us and the bluff it's like 40 yard shot from me to that bluff but where the stand is excuse me you good where the stand is and where the direction the deer is looking at there's a drop off like Mm -hmm. down in the creek bottom and then it drops in the creek but it's probably four or five foot difference like gradual drop off but when i first called to him him looking in that bottom he had to come look to be able to see that entire bottom yeah and that's what we talk about all the time because i I know we've talked about calling setups before but it's one of the things you really can't emphasize enough especially because i honestly i know we have every year we seem to have a couple people inbox us and they're you know they deer hunted for a while but they haven't really done the calling thing mm-hmm. you know because there are i mean point blank there are some places that aren't just that aren't areas that aren't as known for calling in deer as the midwest is yeah. and so the big guys are going to the midwest for the first time or they've just never tried calling because that happens too and so it's never a bad thing to emphasize on how you want to be set up for for calling but like it's all about putting yourself in a situation where the deer is can't just look over there and go there's no deer yeah. right there and speaking on like areas to call and stuff you can you can call in a deer anywhere in this country if he's in the right mood mm-hmm. like i've called in deer on public land in mississippi not often but it's been done oh yeah i'm not scared to try it you yeah know? yeah well that's just like i'm saying it's just the midwest is just known for it. oh yeah definitely. you know what i mean the rut's more pronounced up there seems to be or is whatever you want to call it yeah so it's uh i'm really excited about going to experience and that it's something different for us and i always enjoy doing that yeah and i know like i said that this happens before this has happened before maybe not necessarily about this subject there's gonna be someone that's gonna inbox and say well, i hunt on this area and i don't know what you're talking about i call in deer all the time i know i'm, I'm not saying that you, you can't call anywhere but the midwest is not what i'm saying at all yeah I'm that's, just that's what like we call here all the time in Mississippi. Like, yeah. 
coming when we think the deer are starting to get that mood you can even have luck calling deer in early season when they're trying to establish dominance yeah. under the right conditions well, it's that, just all about the mood of that deer well think about it brad when was that two weeks ago brad found those two deer locked up yeah they ain't even close to no rut here no i ain't got nothing to do with the rut they're just yeah. figuring out who the man is they just be fighting it and they were locked up yeah. if y'all hadn't seen that brad's got a we, we shared the link to it on the on the uh primos page but it's on brad's instagram page he found on a one of his a place that he has he was going to check a trail camera at a i think it was on a swamp chestnut tree but that's i guess that's irrelevant but he was going to check a camera and he smelled something he went over there and looked in this creek and there was two bucks locked up together one of them had been dead for probably three to five days he thought and the other one was still alive he ended up cutting them loose and the other buck you know got yeah, away that's pretty cool but, especially this time of year yeah it's wild absolutely the video is wild but um yeah it's it, it's i'm very eager about next week yeah especially going a week later i'm like i'm i'm hoping that we get there and it's just wide open rut i mean what what everybody's told me about hunting up there I, we were just going off of what you normally do for midwest that first week of november last year but seeing and experience in that area i think going that three or four days later will really help yeah getting into that actual chasing yeah scenarios and that's what you that's one of the benefits you get if you get the opportunity to hunt the same farm or the same area year mm -hmm. after year you kind of learn because nothing's the the more exact I've, same the more i've asked questions of people hunting up there because i ask questions to anybody i find out that hunts you know anywhere in that region yeah like you've been going over a few years yeah well uh well, man when do you see it really getting after it ever just about the majority i've heard is around veterans day the 11th <laughs> so we're gonna be there then this year yeah we'll be there like two days before it yep yeah it's gonna be um like I said, it's gonna be different and plus like uh which this is we got still a little ways before it happens here but i'm eager to see how the rut turns out here on the new place hey we got about a about five six weeks yeah and uh they ought to be kicking yeah but we, i think it's gonna just just going off of what we've seen on trail cameras i think we're gonna have a good rut here i may be dead wrong but uh you know as far as your buck to do and all that stuff that they say that matters is uh pretty yeah. equal it looks that way but the thing i'm most excited about is i think this this place is going to be more more privy to like obvious calling spots yeah like you know it's going to be a whole lot easier to set up you know yeah because it is honestly like uh one of the spots that the the first spot i filmed brad at last week we climbing that stand i said i feel like i'm in the midwest right now <laughs> just because of the topography yeah and you that's know? uh that's one of those deals they got to come up there and look if you set your stand up right yep it's gonna be fun we got a we got a lot to do and a seems like a shrinking amount of time yeah so yeah uh, i've been hunting twice this year and you've been three times or twice 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 i filmed brad <laughs> and then we filmed like the the one time i hunted last week is a different stand but again like me and brad me and jordan got up there and i remember telling you i said if you were to blindfold me put me up in this stand and then tell me to guess where i was nothing about this makes me think mississippi no that's cool that's really cool and that's going to be a interesting spot to sit in during the rut mm -hmm. i think Every, I mean, every stand you say that, but some some more than others. Yeah. Some more than others. It's going to be fun. Uh, what else we got going on? We've uh, finally, I guess we covered, we finished food plots last week, and 
started hanging stands last week like a bunch of them yeah and uh and again guys that if you if you're listening to this podcast today and you haven't listened to the past one you're probably listening and going man they're behind yes we know <laughs> we're aware um we, it is what it is we uh i keep i've said it more this year than i ever have before we know we're preparing for december january more so than early season mm-hmm. i hope mm. it pays off me as well i mean I th- that's always the the hope but yeah um all the food plots are done cameras are up and running we've we've still got some stands that we need to hang but we've got some up like we again brad and i are planning on hunting this afternoon and i'm the odd man out yeah we uh t-roy had corona so he's been sitting out for a month now yeah so we're short somebody we need an even number so if you're interested direct message jordan actually we'll just put jordan's cell phone number out here (laughs) and if you want to come hunt and jordan to film you just shoot him a text (laughs) call him and we'll work you in sure he would love it <laughs> uh, um yeah no we we actually um brad and i went to the other side yesterday went and checked the food plots everything's looking really good we actually get this we come up over the first hill checking one of those food plots and there was like 10 turkeys out there i said ooh, ooh. hello hello yay yeah so that was that was encouraging and um we went and pulled a camera when we were out there what was that last what was it last week those ridge top white oaks two well, three weeks ago two yeah. weeks ago we found a a spot it's probably like two or three white oaks together they're all dropping we're like ooh, so we put a camera on it pulled it yesterday there's a lot of deer coming through right there good so you know a lot of stuff going on obviously what's on the forefront of my mind right now is kansas next week even though i'm tagless but that's all right yeah you get to help brad shoot one yeah i'd be the uh i'd be the hype man you got get, him get him get him brad shoot him yeah be a spike walk out there shoot him brad i've tried to do that before <laughs> it doesn't work but i've tried so yeah i can't do it what else we got going on anything I can't think of anything. Just trying to figure out this uh, mess we got going on on the nation right now. Yeah. Um, on a real note, like I said, we joke about the election thing, but obviously we know that this election is very important. Um, and so, you know, hope everyone out there listening today is is feeling optimistic and everything's going good in your life and, and all that stuff. And like I said, I firmly believe whatever happens, we're going to be all right yep so um yeah i guess we'll sign off for today be uh on the lookout like i said i know this podcast was late i apologize i'm well aware of that but we are going to have one out on time next monday you know what i forgot to talk about what'd you forget we got our buddies from muscadine coming down this weekend oh yeah they we are. got a big weekend ahead of us go have fun i am looking forward to that very much so, so gary and charlie from muscadine bloodline if y'all hadn't heard their music so they got some good stuff that's it we talked about we're gonna do a podcast with them while they're down there yeah so that'll be next monday yeah boom shakalaka next month you gotta remember to follow through on this yeah yeah i do (laughs) so next week it'll be gary and charlie it'll be gary and charlie um so yeah guys uh that's all we have for today hope you're all having a a good week and and holding on throughout this crazy year like we talked about before if you have any questions again please don't hesitate to send them in we will cover them 
stay tuned for how the rest of this week turns out and how Kansas turns out. And as always, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.